In your life, you're either gonna have time and no money or money and no time. If you got both, go. My advice to anybody, if you're thinking about doing something and you have a moment, just go do it. Welcome everybody to episode 22 of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host, Ponyboy Paul, and Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals to learn how they became who they are today to inspire you for tomorrow. On this episode, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Andy Stout. Andy is the founder of Explore Adventure Lab, it's a travel planning service dedicated to helping you explore more for less. And in this episode, Andy takes us through how losing his father about five years ago to brain cancer is what has inspired him to live his life how he lives it now. In fact, he actually decided to honor his father by actually biking across the entire United States from Maine to San Diego, almost close to about 5,000 miles by himself. And he also tells us how that experience actually led to the founding of Explore Adventure Lab. And we just talk about, you know, his, his traveling mindset, uh, how he broke his leg, uh, pretty anticlimactic just to give you a heads up. And lastly, we kind of wrap up with his words of advice on how one should really understand that you're either gonna have time and money or money and no time. So knowing that, live your life. So without any further ado, let's get creative. Yo, Andy, how you doing, bro? Good, man, how are you? I'm good, how's, how's my sound, how's my video, how's everything? Good. I'm, good. Uh, I'm, kinda, I'm kinda jealous right now, bro. Can you, can you share with the audience where you are? I am currently in Kihei, Hawaii in maui south south maui that's, that's that's crazy i'm definitely a little bit jealous i'm happy for you though i see you living life and you know we're gonna talk about you know your whole everything you've done so far and i'm, I'm excited to learn more uh but i always like to start with a little bit of a background of how we met and interestingly enough you're actually the first guest that's been a, a referral of a past guest so i guess you're a pal of a pal um shout out to brian astra the world hiker he reached out to me he was like yo you definitely got to reach out, uh, talk to this man, just ask him about his story. I think it's pretty cool. So, you know, I trusted him because I know he's a very tr uh, cool, reliable guy. And, you know, I think we talked within that same week. And after that, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to get you on the show, man. So I'm excited to have you here. Um, I just want to ask, how are you doing? Now? How's, your, how's your day been? Man, really good. Um, it's been a while last week. I, I flew over here. So uh, I have family that lives here. That's where I'm crashing at the moment. Gotcha. And uh, I got my second uh, Pfizer shot, and it kind of knocked me on my butt a little bit. So, I oh, when did you get it? Uh, I got it here. So I had the first one in San Diego, and then went to my hometown, and then the second one out here. And oh. um, I don't know if I don't know. If you, yeah, it's just it, it just knocked me on my butt a couple of days, and then I ended up with a sinus <laughs> infection. And I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and complain, but I was knocked yeah. out, knocked out for a Ooh. few days. So I'm I finally just kind of coming out of that, and yeah. Um, brought this and did it my, my affected you for like a couple yeah, so. days a, a couple days couple days man oh wow okay think, yeah i actually I got that... mine about two maybe i don't know two three weeks ago um luckily i didn't feel any symptoms but i'm i'm, I'm low-key scared for my second one in a couple weeks so i'm like i'm a little bit hesitant but hopefully i think everything will be fine it's it's that It'll second one apparently that gets you and they say take a couple of tylenol just after and maybe eight hours after that and it kind of okay. minimizes yeah so Cool. Actually, I actually have, have an episode that day too, so hopefully everything <laughs> goes well. You'll be but, good. Uh, You'll be good. Yeah. Let's do this one though. So, um, you know, when I was doing my introduction, I mentioned you know you're an avid traveler, you're founder of what you call your little COVID baby explorer adventure <laughs> lab. Yes. Uh, but I kind of want to talk about just how 
you know, you came to be, you know, girl coming into the world growing up. So you want to shed a little light just about, you know, your childhood and let's go from there. Man, in a nutshell, uh, my family moved out to San Diego when I was three years old for my dad's occupation. Grew gotcha. up in San Diego. Uh, my Where did they move? Where did they move from? Uh, he was doing his PhD in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. And he landed a job at Scripps Research here, or not here, but in San Diego. And then uh, my mom uh, started teaching here in San Diego, or in San Diego as well. And she's she was a now retired uh, German and French teacher, and uh, he was a molecular biologist. And I say it was because we lost him five years ago, and we can go into that more later about yeah. the bike ride across the U.S. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, they always encouraged me throughout my life. My mom, be like, just you know, follow your passion. And, and my stepmom as well. She, she's a life coach. She's an amazing woman. And that's what I'm saying wow. with here. She's great. And there's like, follow your passion and do, do what you, you, you think is right. You know? So anyways, um, with a lot of push from my parents to follow my passion and, um, the joy of traveling. And I, I kind of got the bug early when I was 14, I, I went on, on a foreign exchange trip with my mom. Actually, I tagged along and that was my yeah. first time traveling internationally, not just Mexico, but that was over to Europe. And, uh, since then it just started, um, in college, did a few study abroads. I studied abroad yeah. in Australia for a long time, and studied abroad in Germany, uh, a German intensive language course. You know, couldn't could not not speak German with my mom and stepmom. Now both retired <laughs> German teachers, I was sucked in. But yeah. uh, it, it's funny the things that you learn because some of those jobs taught brought me into guiding over in Europe by speaking German. That landed me a job guiding yeah. uh, trips for North Americans and stuff in Europe and. Um, guided for a while and then uh, for a hot second I worked for the airlines one of the major airlines and then furlough yeah. happened with uh, COVID Ooh, and we're still COVID. seeing what happens but I know yeah. that old that old COVID will get you so <laughs> yeah, it, it, in, in a nutshell that's that's kind of me and um, got you yeah and uh, it sounds like so you said you went to that foreign exchange trip with your mom was your mom kind of an avid traveler on her own right and that kind of inspired you a little bit like how did that come out uh, come about to be yeah, so she when she was 20, she had done her first trip to France, and she did a study abroad over there. And uh, my stepmom actually lived in, in Austria, I think, for 12 years uh, in her previous wow. marriage. And, yeah. and my dad was always traveling, and uh, my uncle actually lives in Oslo, Norway currently. He's lived there for a long time. He met a Slovenian gotcha. woman that lives there. So it's just <laughs> in our, our family's nature to always kind of be traveling. Like, what is the next trip? What's going on next? So Yeah. No, that's dope. I can relate to that. I think, uh, you know, growing up, I always used to hear about my dad traveling. And he used to tell me how he lived in Europe for a while before he, you know, went back to Nigeria and then moved officially to the United States. But I think a little bit of that was kind of like my travel bug, too, because Mm-hmm. Um, going through college, I, I was able to travel, you know, every all four years, kind of like I mentioned in the in Brian's interview. So I right. definitely relate to that. And I'm kind of curious, were you um, when you mentioned your parents saying that they wanted you to follow your passion? What did that mean to you when you were younger, though? Because I think like if somebody told me to follow my passion when I was younger, I would have no idea like what I would wanted to do. So what what were you kind of thinking when you felt when you were always getting that type of messaging? It was it was more like. You know, when you're your younger 20s, you're, you're trying to figure out what are you supposed to do? You know, are you, are you supposed to get this traditional job or, or whatnot? And I, I had these ideas like I want to go back and go to grad school. For, so after I finished my undergraduate study, I took four years off. I was traveling, working jobs. Undergrad in San Diego. What? What uh, communica- communications um, with a minor in sociology, emphasis gotcha. in German. And that was at San Diego State. 
And then after four years, I was, it was during the 2009, I'm dating myself here, you know, uh, it was the, it was the 2009 kind of global recession. And I figured what better time than now to go back and invest in yourself and, uh, go back and do a master's degree. So I went back and did a master's, but instead of just doing it in San Diego or in the U S I was able to do it at a sister school of Northwestern. It's in, it's in, um, the gold coast of Australia called bond university great institution. And I went down there and did a master's in communication with emphasis in public relations uh, there during those couple years during the recession. Cause I was having no luck finding a job, you know, I was just like, what's happening. So uh, I was like, this is a great time to go back and invest in myself. That's crazy. That's a big jump, especially in a recession. Did you have to get like a ton of funding or you take out loans to be able to go there and like actually afford it? Or how did that, how did you make that work? Good old uh, federal loans from gotcha. from the U.S. government still paying them back. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry to trigger you, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, it's, 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 it's all good. It was, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's fine. It's all good. Got you. Okay. So I kind of see that, like, so it seemed like basically what happened was that they, they you kind of like, were like, well, I guess I'm going to just try whatever comes to mind. And I think that's important to also note because one thing I've noticed just among the guests I've talked to and then the people that I've personally been around, there's a, there's a big influence of like the kind of messaging you get as a child, right? Like if you're always told you can do something, you typically grow up like I can do anything, right? But I feel like sometimes when you're told that you can't do anything, um, you just was like, oh yeah, my parents always told me, so I'm not even gonna try. Um, so I'm kind of curious, I know we wanna talk about, you know, what you're doing, but when you mentioned your dad earlier and you lost him about five years ago, yep. how was that relationship with you guys from just, um, I guess, how would you, how do you think, what was the biggest impact he had on you just growing up overall? So since I was a little kid, so uh, my affinity for the outdoors comes directly from my dad. He's uh, He started dragging me on these Sierra Club trips when I was four years old. <laughs> and if you, so most people they don't know what the Sierra they probably have heard of the Sierra Club, but the Sierra Club actually runs these really neat trips every summer. I'm not sure about COVID, but um, they do international trips and domestic trips. And we would always go on the east side of the Sierras, which is kind of, in my opinion, the most beautiful mountains and location in the world. And it's mm-hmm. um, he would take me up there. Uh, it would be a week long trip, and it was not just myself, but it was our family, my brother, and. Mm-hmm. and They'd have a pack train. It would bring all this stuff in, and you go camping and backpacking in the backcountry for a week. And, and we always had a joke. It was like the long, hot, dusty trail because when you're a kid, you hate it. And then yeah. by the time I was about 17, 18, 19, I started to realize this is pretty amazing. And then my mm. dad and I just started to do trips together into the backcountry. And so his, his knowledge of the outdoors rubbed up off on me and just the appreciation yeah. for nature – so in that regard, he always had this kind of push for me to get out and see things. So then after a while, I kind of caught on to his yeah. vibe for the mountains and nature. And he kind of – so before he passed away, it was one of those things, and we can get into it more later, but he was he always wanted the bike across the United States. But it was a typical – not typical, but a lot of people are like, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next mm. year. And then you run out of time. And so mm. when we lost him, I was like trying to find closure – um, and anybody that's listening probably could feel this, you know, you're trying to find closure in a certain way. And I was like, I could bike across the United States for him and in wow. essence do it for both of us. So in, in turn, he did it. He was there spiritually with me and, gotcha. uh, it, it was, it was really, really cool. It was, uh, it was, it's called us stout rides. My last name's stout. Yeah. Sadly, the website's not up anymore, 
But between uh, a GoFundMe account and the help of all my incredible friends and family, everybody got on board. We did a fundraiser. We raised about 13 grand or just shy of. And, and the bike across the United States, uh, anybody that listening out there uh, might know it's kind of expensive to do it because yeah. you might have days where you spend no money or you might be stuck somewhere where you're I was in Camden, Maine, and the only place to get food was this bagel shop, and it was 20 bucks for a bagel and a juice. And I'm like, that's just what it is. But I mean, that's just what it is, you know? And so, but um, it it was an incredible experience and uh, to help raise awareness for glioblastoma, which is the type of brain cancer that he had. It's an incurable brain cancer. It was the same one. People obviously are familiar with John McCain, the politician. He Mm. he passed away from the same uh, brain cancer. So um, he had that. There's still no cure. I was trying to raise awareness to it. I was working with Scripps Clinic in San Diego with one of the head doctors there that also treated him. And it was just a really powerful experience. And so that's kind of the things that he's kind of pushed on me and I still take with me in a daily Mm -hmm. uh, routine. I mean, even yesterday and today, I was out for a ride this morning. Uh, Yesterday, I went on a great hike here in in Maui. And it's Mm -hmm. things like that, going out into nature and just reconnecting and being with yourself. He kind of taught me, it's okay to be out there in nature by yourself. You know, it's kind of like a culture shock. It's healthy. It's this meditative yeah. form of um, learning to be comfortable in your own skin away from maybe others. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think um, we're in a world where we're very uh, connected all the time. Uh, so I think that ability to really just escape and just be on your own is dope. But no, that, that's really beautiful, man. I didn't know um, about that connection right there. And I definitely see the influence he's had on you. And I'm very curious about your biking through America experience because I, that's something I've never even thought <laughs> about doing or thought was possible. Cause, so can you, can you just break that down for us, that entire experience and like sure. how you started, budgeted, everything? So, I mean, I could, I could talk for hours about it. But yeah. in, in, in a nutshell, so the idea was sparked from my dad and I was trying to find closure um, I had guided bike tours for a long time. And so I knew my way around a bicycle, right? And I knew my way mm-hmm. around solo traveling because I'd done a lot of traveling on my own. So I was like, all right, I'm comfortable being by myself. I'm comfortable with a bicycle. I'm also comfortable with backpacking because my dad had taken me up to the mountains many times. So the idea is on these bike trips, you're, you're traveling. So I live in my hometown, or since I was three, uh, is San Diego, California. And so that's the most southwesterly point in the continental U.S. So the Mm -hmm. idea was, what is this location that I can pick that is, I don't know, significant or far away? So I picked the most northeasterly point, which is Lubeck, Mm -hmm. Maine. It sits on the Atlantic Ocean, the Canadian border, and Maine. And so there's there's no further place (laughs) from San Diego. So I, I, you know after the fundraising and built the website and get all the gear together and all this takes a lot of time. And I had a lot of really close friends, good friend, Gavin, his little brother worked for our, uh, there's a bike company called specialized. They make incredible bike, bike components. And he, they got on board and helped me out. And, um, his fiance soon to be wife, uh, used to work for cliff bar and she got me stuff from cliff bar and, you know, our local bike shop, Holland's bike shop in San Diego is an incredible shop in Coronado. And, they got on board and helped me out. My buddy Joe there was just all about helping me out. So it's like everybody, this huge community was behind me. So I was technically out there on the road alone, but I really wasn't, you know? And I was posting daily on my Instagram story. That was kind of like my blog, because you're so exhausted. So some days you're biking, 
So the, the numbers, okay, if you want to talk about the numbers on this bike ride. So from the yeah. most northeasterly corner, from Lubeck, Maine to San Diego, California, it's 4,750 miles. And so you go through 16 states, you're going across diagonally, and you're gaining, you got to think about it, it's, we always joked around, we're like, oh, it's all downhill, right? From there. <laughs> and, 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 and it's not, and, and the, um, I'm, I, I biked into a headwind. So the prevailing winds across the United States typically go oh. from west to east, oh. right? So it's like the jet stream. When you're flying, going one direction, you're going to go a little faster. Other way, it's a little longer. Dang. Same idea. So yeah, I'm biking. And that's majority in- of this ride is majority is going into the into the wind. Yeah, and I would meet people. I was biking. There's this this awesome guy. I don't know. I, I can't remember his name at the top of my head, but he, he was biking along me. It was called the Hogs Back. It was out there in Escalante, Utah, a uh, really beautiful high desert. And he's like, you know, you're you're biking into the headwinds. Like you picked the wrong way <laughs> across the United States. And I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, I love headwinds. You know, sarcastically, but. <laughs> At a certain point, you're like, it, it is what it is. And for me, biking home to San Diego was the carrot on the end of the stick because it was incredible when I when I finally did reach home. And my good friend Jesse's like, you blew it. You you only went four thousand seven hundred and fifty miles. You got to go at least five thousand <laughs> miles. You know, like our yeah. friends. There's a lot of there's a lot of banter with our friends, and so um, I, I but they all met up. I had some friends from Australia that were in town and. Everybody yeah. met up there at the border. This is called the International Friendship Park, and it sits right there on the Pacific Ocean in San Diego County and uh, the border with Mexico right there, uh, International French. It, it was really neat. And so, uh, you know, probably a third of it I was camping. In the desert, I would stay in hotels because you're, mm-hmm. you're reaching uh, upwards of 116 degrees biking, and you're starting at 2 in the morning and ending at 10 in the morning. You're trying to get anywhere from 80 to 100 miles a day. It depends on where you're stopping. You know, yeah. pe- pe- there's an incredible nonprofit called Warm Showers. Uh, it's kind of a different name, but I think it's been around since the late 70s. And it's just for bikers, and you sign up. It's kind of like couch surfing. And I could yeah. be like, hey, I'm riding I'm riding through. It could just be a weekend trip. I'm a host on it. So if somebody contacted me, they'd be like, you know, let's say you're on it, you're biking through, you're coming to San Diego. I'd be like, hey, here's the, here's the get up. And the idea is, you could camp in the backyard. Maybe I have an extra bed, but oh, at the wow. very least, at the very least, you got a hot shower because after a long day on the bike, you stink. You need to shower. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at the very yeah, that's least. That's so crazy. So you could just have anybody from anywhere. And is it like a, a website? Is it kind of like a B and B type of reservation, or is this just email? How does that? How does that um, actually work out? Yeah, I, I think they kind of revamped the site, but yeah, you set up a little profile, and mm. then you write what you're doing. So I was writing about the bike ride I was doing and then you would reach out to him ahead of time. And I was joking around. I, I love a good IPA beer. I'm like, Oh, I love IPAs. And some of these hosts were incredible. I got hosted. There was one day I was biking up the Kangamangas highway. They call it the Kank. It's in New Hampshire coming out of North Conway. And my entire crank came off and I'm like, huh, it's not good. Not a good situation. <laughs> and there was a storm coming in and I was going up this big hill but I flipped Oof. around, I went back to North Conway, and I got my bike fixed. And I, I'm like, you know what? I'm still going to go through it. I have the, the foul weather gear, and it, I just wanted to make it to the next destination because this woman had yeah. on warm showers is like, I'm going to put you up. So I get over, I get over the kank, I get into this little, I, I pull into a subway, you know, whatever, sandwich shop. It's the only thing, a shelter. It's, it's hailing outside. 
And I call this lady. I'm like, I am so sorry, but I'm not going to make it tonight. I'm about 40 miles away. And I had a mechanical problem. And oh, because you and told her way ahead of time you're going to come to her place. And now you're telling her, oh, oh, don't cancel it. So this woman, incredible lady, she's like, I'm coming to get you. And I'm like, wait a second. Before you say that, I have to be back here tomorrow because this is where I need to start riding because I'm not skipping any miles. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. She's like, she's like, I'm cool with that. So she took me back. They had this beautiful house in the woods. They they made their own maple syrup. She made me these incredible, an incredible big dinner. She had IPAs there because I wrote out like IPAs. What? Her, yeah, her husband made pancakes in the morning, blueberries. It, it was just like these just beautiful experiences of, of the most yeah. friendly people that don't want anything in return. And. I, I found that time and time again on this bike ride, um, I mean, I could, I could just talk about stories like that. And, but she dropped me off the next morning. I continued riding. I, I think one of the neatest stories, I was leaving Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I went through the panhandle of West Virginia. And um, the next morning went into Ohio, really hilly if, if anybody's been over there. Beautiful area. Long day. 100 miles, maybe over 100, just a lot of elevation gain. When I'm talking about elevation gain, you know, it's a lot when you're riding a 70 or 80 pound bike. You know, yeah. you're constantly rolling hills, you know. Every, mm. Nobody thinks about the rolling hills. You know, everybody thinks about the Rocky Mountains. And I'm like, yeah. have you been to Missouri? Have you been to Ohio? <laughs> have you been to yeah. West Virginia? It's it's relentless. It's just like, yeah. hill. oh, here's another one, here's another one. But that day I had somebody in a minivan and believe it or not, there are people that don't like bikers. <laughs> oh yeah. And this, this guy in a minivan comes by and he swerves at me and who knows, maybe it was drunk or high on something and he flipped me off. You can't and be mad at in a minivan though. I mean, if, if, it would be different than a truck, but a minivan. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could love this guy. But yeah. This guy was, this guy was an angry human and I was like, Oh man, it put me in a bad mood. It was already a long day. I get to this gas station and I was buying supplies for the next, it's just like you know, banana, some juice and stuff. And this other guy pulls up and he has a, a mountain bike on the back of his truck and he goes, hey, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I'm biking across the US, you know? And he's telling the story and, and he gives me a $20 handshake. He's like, here you go, man. And I'm like, thank you. What? That's so cool. Yeah, because yeah. he knew it was for a good cause and he knew the money was yeah. going towards raising awareness from glioblastoma. So then that $20, I end up at this campground and I pull in and the old boys are all in there and this one guy runs this, this campsite and, and I, they're all playing poker in there and, and I pop my head in. I'm just a sturdy, stinky biker, you know, mm-hmm. on, my, on my like sixth state, you know, beards going big and, and, and he's like, oh, hold on, you know, and I'm like, all right, no worries. So I just hang outside. He comes out. He's like, look, man, I got two options. You can go camp because I had my own tent and everything. He's yeah. like, you could camp 20 bucks or... There's a cabin over there. You can stay in there for 20 bucks. And I'm like, cabin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and 10 minutes earlier, somebody had given me 20 bucks. So then I take that 20 bucks oh. and hand it to him. It's just like these really cool serendipitous moments mm-hmm. that just kind of made the ride really beautiful. It was like kind of like my dad looking out for me on yeah. the ride. And I never felt alone. I always had connection with friends. There was really long days. I mean, there was things that would happen. But you just be flexible. You go with the punches. And at the end of the day, it's all part of the experience. I mean, everybody always says it's about the journey, not the destination, the destination. right? So Yeah. No, that's that's really dope. I, you almost make me want to bike across the country. I'm not going to do it, but you well, know, I'll you probably think help. about it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's, get in, let's get into that. And before we get into um, you know, Adventure Lab, 
uh, one thing that I, I thought about as you were telling that story is that you mentioned that one of the main reasons or one of the driving factors for this trip is that you wanted to get closure. Did you feel that after this trip you really felt like, I did it for you, Dad? Like, you, Did you feel at, at peace in some way? You know, it's funny you say that because I, I came off this bike trip and, and if anybody anybody listening, probably yourself included, has ever had a huge goal and you work towards it and you work towards it, then all of a sudden you complete it. But if you don't have like a plan afterwards, you almost have this strange form of, I don't know, like kind of mm. postpartum depression. So you yeah. go through this moment where like, remember I got home and, you know, biking across the U.S., it was so incredible. Every day was different. It was a challenge, you're meeting people, you're trying new things, different food, da da da. And then all of a sudden you're home and it's just like it's this weird silence. And so in regards to what you're saying, finding closure, yes, but also I just felt myself at loose ends. I didn't know what else to do. And gotcha. so then there's this there's this hike, and this is what I'm gonna roll into is I had permits that I had applied for before called the, it's it's a hike called the John Muir Trail. And it's part of the Pacific Crest Trail, which is what more people probably know. There's, it's not all part of it, but there's some sections of it. So the mm -hmm. John Muir Trail goes from uh, Yosemite Valley floor. And Yosemite is you know, one of the most famous national parks in the United States, beautiful place. And it yeah. goes to the highest point in the continental US, which is Mount Whitney, which is uh, in, on the Eastern Sierras, which I mentioned earlier. And it's mm -hmm. about 200 miles south. And so you hike in the back country, just with your backpack through these different wilderness areas. And it's this incredible experience. So my dad had taught me about the Sierras when I was younger. And him and I had actually done a section, had done a section from Tuolumne Meadows to this you know, valley floor. So we hiked down the Merced River, just beautiful hike, really mellow. And when my dad and I were hiking, it would always, we were never bagging peaks. It was all about just chilling, do like maybe, maybe 10 miles a day, bring a book, mm. set the hammock up, go fishing. And then it's like when I was hiking, you know, by myself, I'm trying to do like 20 miles a day. I'm like 25, <laughs> you know, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm just trying to crush it. So I had these permits to go from where him and I had started. So I went from Tuolumne Meadows to Whitney, which is the rest of the trail. And, and, and I actually brought some of his ashes with me on the mm. entire hike. So in essence, he finished the John Muir Trail as well. And I was able to, to just to scatter some of those ashes on top gotcha. of Mount Whitney, on top of the continental, or on the highest point in the continental yeah. U.S. So at that point, I felt like it was true closure, and it was just a really neat experience. I don't know if he had ever done Mount Whitney, but he's the yeah. one that introduced me to the Sierras, and he's the so one that like kind of, it. yeah, yeah. It was it was really neat, you know. Um, so at that point, I think there was almost more closure, and at, at gotcha. that point, I came out of that big experience, um, kind of with ideas about adventure lab and oh, you know okay. trying to get a job at the airline or maybe a little more travels but it was just i needed a little more time to think i mean it sounds funny i was on the road for two months biking across the u.s it was 59 days of riding but i took uh and then wow i still headed up to the sierras and um, yeah that's crazy like you weren't tired <laughs> man but, uh... I, I, I was feeling great you know, uh, yeah. your body, your body gets into a rhythm. If any, you talk to anybody that's, there's actually a, a really nice guy that I met when I was biking across the great divide last summer. He's currently biking across the United States. Um, 
anyways, yeah, he's, you can put it on the show notes if you want, if you want to follow him. He, he's a great yeah. guy to follow. And there's two girls actually that did one of my webinars a couple weeks ago, and they're biking across the United States going the other way from San Diego. So I'm cr- constantly following on Instagram these two really neat stories of people going across yeah. the U.S. But, um, yeah, he, he, he was – super cool guy the people you meet out on the road are, are just awesome yeah well, that's really cool we gotta we gotta highlight these type of stories more and uh you were talking about you know when you end something and you kind of have to figure out that next thing uh, i'm curious like how did um all of these experiences eventually lead to explore adventure lab um so over the years after doing so i'd also have traveled extensively i i haven't counted i it's more than 60 countries not more than 65 it's somewhere in there but a lot of my trips have been for long periods of time so i've been to australia seven different trips but most of the if you add all the days up all the it's been almost four years of my life in australia uh, i've been to europe maybe 20 25 times so it's like you spend these large chunks of time so you really yeah. get to know the ins and outs uh, of different locations and logistics and packing and you start thinking about things differently uh you kind of back yourself up with redundancy um there's a term i was talking about in my bike packing webinar pack your fears i was always packing my fears and, and that when i say that so if you're backpacking you would say like, oh bring extra water bring this bring that you know bring an extra mm-hmm. jacket because it's going to be cold um so with the international experience um uh, as well as working abroad studying abroad um, as well as, you know, when we were younger, we started this Christmas light business. So like, and I have a lot of friends that also had started their own businesses. So I had a lot of, uh, support from our amazing group of friends saying like, yeah, you yeah. could do it. You know, and my, my good friend, Rob designed this logo for me. He, he does graphic design and stuff in Australia. He's like, dude, anything I could do to help. And the, the idea was coaching and consulting. So helping people help themselves, helping people achieve their travel and adventure goals, for less. So I'm not mm-hmm. exactly a travel agent, but we're going to do a 30 minute or a one hour consultation. And I'm going to literally talk you through X, Y, Z. There's an amazing couple in San Diego that reached out to me. They're going to Patagonia. Um, their ideas, well, it all depends on COVID, but I was talking through the logistics because it's really overwhelming with the permits, where to fly into, where to fly out of. Do you take buses? Do you rent a car? Do you stay at mm-hmm. hostels? Do you go tent? You know, so we talked about all the pros and cons of things and people over the years and it's not just me i mean i'm sure brian as an avid traveler has a lot of people reaching out to him hey how do you do this how do you do that and i love helping people and i love helping my friends but after a while i was like oh my gosh i'm spending a lot of time yeah helping others yeah exactly and so and, it, and it's still it's yeah, it felt kind of weird but at the same time i was like you know what it's, it's my time you know and i'm trying to do other things and so i i, I created exploreadventurelab.com it's you know traveling coaching and consultation service. It's a website that allows me to kind of post past trips, current trips. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even this this uh, interview right here, it'll be on my website live next Monday. You know, so hey, it's a place. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. So it's a place just to share everything going on um, for myself. So uh, gotcha. at the very least, and who knows what it'll evolve into, but at the moment, it's that. No, I love that, and I, I wanted to, you to use that opportunity because you mentioned um, the consultation, right? So for anybody listening live right now, the questions are going to be up tomorrow night and be up till Saturday. Uh, but I kind of want you to kind of sell that. And what would somebody expect to uh, get? One, if you're a winner that gets the 50% off the 30-minute um, consultation call versus the 20% off for everybody. 
that's going to last until May 15th. I want to know what would I expect if I'm reaching out to you for a consultation call about uh, a trip that I want to take? Okay, so first of all, usually um, the way it works is like if you go on my site, you could fill out, it's, it's linked with MailChimp, it's a questionnaire asking all about you, and then we're going to have a 15-minute consult for free before um, anything paid, excuse me. Um, mm -hmm. I would find out kind of what you're looking to do, right? And so the consultation comes down to where we would start out, the biggest thing I'd be like, all right, pony boy, what do you want to, <laughs> what, what do you want to feel out of your trip? You're, you're like, let's say you want to do, I mean, it could be anything. You, you want to go hiking in your backyard. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in Houston, right? You're yeah. Eric, or, or I want to go to Croatia. You know, people want to do these trips. They see stuff on Instagram. And I had this conversation yeah. with my stepmom yesterday. People see stuff and they're like, that looks incredible, you know, on the photo. But they don't understand all the work that goes in behind it. So I'm mm. trying to help fill in the gaps and, and, and put some realistic ideas, personal experiences from what I had. So what we would do is have a 15-minute consultation that goes for free. And then if we figure that we're a good fit for each other, you're like, you know what, Andy? You could you sound like you, you know your stuff. You could probably mm -hmm. help me get around Croatia. And I also want to go to Spain and X, Y, Z. Yeah. I mean, any kind of itinerary. Let's move forward. And then that's when we had moved forward into a paid platform either a 30 minute or a one hour or some kind of custom package that we put together. And so yeah. it's kind of just, um, every, every, each one's unique, you know, and yeah. it's like, if you said something like, I want to bike across the United States, I'm like, here's what we're going to do. You know? and, <laughs> and, and it's going to take, it's going to take a lot more time than one hour. Yeah. That's the know? premium and I, package, huh? Yeah. And that would be more of something like me on retainer. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so let's talk about, uh, training, planning, gear, um, okay. logistics, thinking about the realities of it. Like I said, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it. People pop on Instagram, you're flicking through, you know, and you're like, Oh, it looks incredible. That person's in Nepal. It yeah. looks cool. I'm at Everest base camp to get to Everest base camp. It's a lot of work. You mm. got to get to Kathmandu. Kathmandu is a big city. It's a different kind of city. I'm just, every city is unique in its own ways. It's not good or bad. It's not dirty or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, it, but I, I absolutely loved it as a traveler because yeah. the, the flavors and the smells and the people were amazing. Mm. Nepal is probably one of my favorite countries in the world. But you have to be just really flexible and easy to go with things. Because if you have this idea in your mind, like, I'm going to show up and get a photo at Everest Base Camp. It's like, it doesn't work like that. Like, you got to... You got to get to Kathmandu. Usually, people hire a guide. You could get your own permits. It takes a bit of work. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you got to either hike into Lukla or take a local flight in. And then from there, it's 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 a pretty good hike <laughs> through multiple yeah. spots before you even get to where you're trying to go. And you don't even know if you'll make it because you might be adversely affected by the altitude effect or the altitude sickness or something. So yeah. it's one of those things. Um, you kind of set realistic goals for people. So I could say yeah, through true. experience of things that I have done, you could be like, here's the reality. This is how I did it. This is how I went about doing it. I could help you out um, mm. and go from there. So that would be kind of what my service is. And, yeah, and I'm true. totally flexible and, and I want to have fun with it. I want to be your cheerleader. I want to help you out and I want to make you get there. And because yeah. there's, there's packages that big companies in the U S run so to go to base camp, I don't know, I haven't looked at the price tag, but I hiked by some people uh, with the REI. They had all the REI um, porters and the big bags, and you could tell it was an REI group. And REI mm -hmm. is great, but if you don't want to spend five grand, 10 grand, or whatever it might wow. be, 
I could teach you how to do it for less. You know, I could be like, all right, this is how I did it. I did the same trip as those guys, but I did it for a heck of a lot less. I met a guy gotcha. when I was hiking in Torres del Paine, did the O Trek. I figured out how to do the whole thing for, I don't know, it was something like four or 500 bucks, maybe even less. Kind of did all my own planning, own campsites, went through all the, I speak a little Spanish, not as good as Brian's, but. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's all I, I could hang, you know, and yeah. um, I, I met another guy. We were, we were kind of trading notes at the end. He's like, I spent three grand on this. How did you do this for 300 bucks or whatever it was? I'd have to look at it again. What? And he was he was just like, wow. But it was also once again, maybe he didn't have the time to put to, into it. It took a lot of effort to figure out all the different systems and the different reservations and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, and I'm. I'm curious too because you mentioned that it's it's mostly because obviously you travel a lot, um, but what about your personal bias? If I'm asking you about a place that you and I both haven't been, I guess how would you be of service then? Do you kind of refer them to just resources, or how do you do? How do you go about that? So that would be the same thing. So the whole idea is we're doing a whole screen share. Um, we would probably just on Zoom because it's so easy to do a screen share, but there's other ways to do it as well. I record the whole thing, and you're talking about places I haven't been. So I've been to. You know, I haven't been to Kenya, but I've been to Tanzania and they are different culturally, you know, of course, but maybe uh, they're similar in certain ways. And I've gotten visas inside Africa for other locations. So, I mean, if we're using that as a location thing, like somebody wants to hike Kilimanjaro, could be like, look, mm. I haven't done Kilimanjaro, but I've done some other peaks that are equally high. This is how gotcha. I dealt with it. Here's how the permits work there. Um, so after you've done a few different trips and enough traveling, you can kind of take tricks and tools that you've learned from past mm -hmm. trips and put it into effect for other trips. Exactly. Um, you're like, this worked well in Argentina. It'll probably work well in Chile or gotcha, gotcha. vice versa. And then at any point, if you feel, if you're like, Andy, you know, I don't know if this is really, this isn't really good info. I'd yeah. be like, no worries, no charge money back. I won't charge. That's it. That's cool. I just wow. want anybody to come in to feel empowered, to feel good, to get where they want to be. Um, yeah, I just yeah, want people to travel and explore and see things, you know? Yeah. And I like the business model with that 15 minute, um, consultation beforehand, because that way, like it gives you uh, a form of relief where I'm like, Oh, I can at least talk to you, let you know where my head is at. And then yep. I get to choose if I want to actually pay. So I'm not forcing totally. you to pay. So nothing totally. that's yeah. really cool. And thinking about, uh, speaking about the business model, now that you're starting this, I know it's kind of been your COVID baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you kind of see yourself expanding? Do you want to like eventually get people to help you? Because it seems like it's still going to be a ton of work on your end. Obviously you're getting paid for it, but I guess, where do you see this? How do you see this becoming uh, bigger? Uh, I would love to. I mean, so I'm also guiding some local hikes in San Diego. I still guide a little bit, so that's fun. Um, mm. You know, man, that's a great question. I, I, I know I should have a way better business model and I should have a better <laughs> business plan. But I've been so busy just on my own trips and adventures. I, I should get yeah. something together more. And I've had a few friends say that. I had a good friend, Adam. He called me today. He's like, I got some ideas for you. He's like, you need uh -huh. to get flyers into hotels in San Diego. <laughs> to concierge. Honestly, I like that. Yeah. And, and I was like, that's a great idea. Thank you. Like, mm -hmm. so, I, I mean, just, just hustling more. I, I mean, you could probably attest to this running your own, your own biz here. It's like yeah. trying just to keep up with making content for social media to attract more business takes so much time and I love oh, doing man. it, but you're, you're like, okay, you got to you make a post, you know, make sure everything looks good. Um, something engaging, 
right? And people are, like I said, flipping on Instagram and they're like, whoop, gone, like two seconds. <laughs> and, and you're like, ah, I felt like a couple hours into that yeah. or whatever. And, you're like, I did all that for 10 <laughs> likes? <laughs> yeah, yeah or, or, or whatever. But I mean, it's not yeah. even about that. It's like, a, there's a guy I follow on, on uh on YouTube and stuff, he 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 actually quit his full time job and made a YouTube creator. He does a lot of big outdoor stuff, and he mm. actually biked the same bike ride I did last summer. And it was really interesting because he had this incredible journey, and it was the same thing. Like ten likes, you know, you're, you're doing it for a year, two years, and you're like, where is this going? And mm. then he, he he's he's killing it now. Uh, Doozer, yeah. uh, Brian Brian Doozer, I think it is. I, I can't remember his handle off the top of my head, but we can put okay. it in the notes later. But he, yeah. he's also an incredible guy to watch and. He has some really fun stuff, and it's really he, he lives in Boulder, Colorado, and he's done some incredible bike rides and hikes. And he's just, yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy. No, I relate yeah. to that because uh, uh, you know my creative director, uh, shout out Juan. We just had a meeting about I think about two weeks ago, just talking about like, you know, we're at episode twenty two now, and like we've kind of proven like okay, we we got something here, right? But the 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 time to growth and then the ability to grow is probably one of the hardest things because you you feel like you're doing all this work but you're not getting the results you want right and right. it really makes you have to get into your head like okay what do we got to do it's not just it's not just like fun and just let's just record and edit it's like okay we got to make sure within these months are we targeting these type of guests are we are we editing so that it's almost dummy proof you know i, I got mad recently because um i had posted some stories and somebody had replied to me later like oh so what about this and I'm like, it's in the story. Like, how did you not see that? But I can't get mad at the consumer for not taking in the information. That's on me. I have yeah. to make it as straightforward and dummy proof as possible. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's funny because I relate to you. Obviously, you're not doing podcasts, but you're still trying to grow a business. And you have to be a social medium. You have to somehow yeah. get your brand out there. So I'm totally. definitely... Um, uh, excited to see you grow. I'm definitely going to shoot you some ideas. I just thought about, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully once you get off furlough, it would be dope to talk to people at the airline, be like, hey, where are you going? Ooh, how much did you spend for that trip? I got to service that. You know what I'm saying? So I think you got a ton of, you got a ton of options. Um, oh, it'll be, it'll be uh, cool. And as they say, all, all good things take time. Facts. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, uh, it, it's not like you wake up one day and it's just like, boom, all good. No. It's like, got to keep on working at it. So it's a fun yeah. project. You know, like I said, it was a, you know, I had, you know, I had furloughed, it's COVID, I had a broken foot, I, I'm recovering from a broken right foot. How, how'd that a, happen? Uh, I call it an old man injury. I'm 39 now, I just, <laughs> I, 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 my friends You're are- 39? Yeah, my buddies are giving me shit. You don't look a day over 32. This <laughs> <laughs> is bubbly water here, you know? It's, uh... <laughs> no, Sponsored so- um, Perrier, yeah. No, but uh, my, my, my friends are like, they were giving me a hard time because I, I was just, I went trail running. It was a sunrise trail run. It was a beautiful morning. I just slipped. It's just silly. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I, I, I just slipped and came down on my uh, foot wrong. And I, 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 I thought you were going to have this crazy story being the adventure I, that you are. Like, I came over five miles. I jumped down and I fell and cracked my, okay, you just slipped. Running, <laughs> running from a, a mountain lion, right? Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. No, it was, I wish, I wish. I mean, that's all most injuries are. They're just silly. You just weren't paying attention and. I broke yeah. three metatarsals. It'd be like if that's your foot, it's like those three little bones there, and oh. and, and it, it really just. It, and this is a good. It was a, it was a moment for me to like, okay, just just calm down, slow down. I mean, you have to slow down. Can't walk. Yeah. You know, my my friend Adam gave me his knee scooter. I'm scooting around like, uh, but I'm sitting on the computer, and in my head, I'd wanted to really get a venture lab going for a long time, 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is, this is the time. Like I, I finally have time. I have no choice. I have no other job. So I just kind of like, I would sit on the front porch and just work on, it. I built it all on Squarespace. Squarespace is a great platform. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty intuitive. And you can and make if you really listen nice... to podcasts, they do literally they their marketing budget. Every single podcast is promoting Squarespace, so I, I mean I've definitely tested it. It's definitely worth it. So um, yeah, that's dope. They're cool. Yeah. So, anyways, it was just like this multitude of things that you could take and be like bummed out, be like, ah, oh, here we go, a broken foot, and it's like, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I try to think of myself as a positive person, and we all have our days, but. You know, trying to move forward, don't live in the past, deal with what you have now, and try to come out of it with something good. Come out of COVID with something productive. Like I said, some people had babies during COVID. I had, I made this, <laughs> I made this website, <laughs> I made this business, you know, it's my little baby. I was like, where so, are you going with this? <laughs> you know, I mean, well, I, I do have friends, you know, it's like, or some of my cousins, you know, they're like, oh, COVID yeah. baby, you know, it's like the whole thing. So, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> That's funny, um, but no, I'm really, I'm really excited to see this grow because I think uh, what I've noticed about you just, just in your the brief little story you've told us is like you're very like, you're able to set your mind and just, just get after it, and I think that's one of those few things that you may not be able to teach, but right, I think you can hopefully learn, and that's kind of one of my goals with you know Paul and Paz is hopefully keep, keep showing these stories because I think the thing about motivation, and you might have experienced this during your bike across the country like you're not motivated every day you know yeah. like you might you yeah, might yeah. you might have a great day you you did this many miles and then the next day it's raining or or a minivan driver flicks you off like so <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah i hope people understand that motivation is something that you have to keep going to that source and and every time you feel down like you have to go there and i'm curious to know what is what is your source what keeps you kind of going throughout, you know, your ups and downs? You know, I, gosh, it's a great question. I, what keeps me going? I don't know. I just, I really try to live each day to its fullest. I know it sounds cheesy, but like, I really just try to, you know, you have a moment. It doesn't have to be something crazy. It could be like, I'm going to go for a walk, you know, or I'm going to go for a swim or I'm going to pick up the phone and call a friend that I haven't talked to in a while, or maybe I'm going to make a meal that I haven't made in a while or try to eat healthier or start something new. Um, and it, you know, that's try to just implement in daily life, you know, always trying something new. And, um, yeah, going back to what we were saying with like biking across the States or having a challenging thing in front of you, whatever it might be, everybody's going through different things in life. You know, but there's always big hurdles that we have to get over. Sometimes you think for yourself, starting a podcast, or for me, starting to explore adventure lab, or biking across the United States. If you, if you think about it, it's easy to get overwhelmed. You're like, this is this is insane. I'm gonna bike from Maine to San Diego. I don't even know where to start. And it, it's like, okay, just just get your gear together. Then get your get your route together. Get get yourself there. And then you get there. And I remember the weirdest feeling. I got dropped off by this minibus driver. And he goes, it was this, I think it was a Vietnam War vet, really cool old guy. And he goes, all right, now, if you change your mind, you just go wait next to that white church over there and I'll pick you up tomorrow on my way back. And I'm like, oh, dude, not changing my mind. I've come way too far. Yeah. you know. And, and, and then you stand there and all this planning has come together. And I'm standing there on this like random corner 
in the middle mm-hmm. of May, nobody around. It's not even a quarter. It's just in the woods, you know, side of the road. And, yeah. and I'm like, it's all cut. And it's like, now just get on your bike and start going. That's just it. You know, it's like, you've done all this work and, and don't worry about tomorrow. Just, 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 just a couple miles now, 10 miles. And each day I would break the days up like that. All right. You know, just get through Maine. You know, here's, here's, we're going to, we're going to bike to this location. We're going to have lunch there. And I say we in plural, cause I was like, I felt like I was with like my dad and yeah. everybody that was following me along. And so mm-hmm. I, and I, I've taken that and I've applied it to a lot of other things in my life. So, and even like my good friend, John, he runs his own business as well. And he's like, I kept on talking about adventure lab and this and that. And he goes, look, man, just start, just start, just do, just do it. You know, and after a while you're like, it's a good point. Just start. Like, who knows? You'll work yeah. out. The, if you don't, because otherwise there's always something to perfect. You're like, Oh, well that photo on the website isn't perfect. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't I, matter. I relate to that. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm that friend. I'm that John. Like, like if you come around me and you mention even one hint of something yeah. you want to do, I'm going to text you the next week. Like, Oh, how was, how was that? You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like in life we have to live. Right. And, Whenever I hear somebody say something like that, one, they've thought about it. To say something, that means you hopefully, you know, it's, it's kind of like social media. If I post right. it, I want you to react. You know what I'm saying? So when yeah. you say something, I want you to do it because I, I feel that you want to do it. And I think easily sometimes you might say something and you're like, yeah, I kind of want to do this. And you're like, oh, nobody's going to respond. I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be right, that person. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to push you and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but how will you know if you don't start? You know and what I'm you're, saying? You're, so you're I, almost more angry at yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. If you never, if you never gave it a shot, if you never tried, right. It's just like, got to give it a go. Exactly. As, as Ozzy said, get, I have, my friends always give me a hard time. Uh, cause like, you know, this terrible Aussie accent comes out, but like the Aussies always say, give, give it a go, mate. <laughs> like, <it's> so, <laughs> It's so bad. That, that was a pretty good. Oh, no, yeah. that was pretty good. I'll let it's it slide. Bad. It's bad. <laughs> no, that's dope. Oh man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take too much of your, your your lovely time in Hawaii. I'm still jealous. No man. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's fun though. This has been fun. Um, one thing I always uh, want to make sure I get across, you know, with the motivational, inspirational aspect of this show, you know, if we were to assume nobody was listening, they just they just saw Andy Style, who's that, and they just saw a clip. What are some words of advice that you would love to share that have definitely influenced you in your life? Man, and, and I'm going to tell you, these are words that I took from, it's a funny story, but I, I love it. And I've told people this and I've taken it with me and it actually helped propel a huge trip in 2019. But it was just, you know, you go for your annual checkup with your doctor. Everything's cool. He's like, and then he's like, so how are you, man? Like, what's going on with you? And you're like, well, good. You know, I'm like, I was thinking at the moment, I'm like, I think I was thinking about doing this epic journey by myself, just carry on bags to Patagonia, Patagonia straight to Nepal. And then I was going straight to do Kilimanjaro. So I was doing multi-continents month mm-hmm. after month after month using airline. This is before I had worked for the airline. I mean, it's still not working for him because of furlough, but um, <laughs> it, it was like, take airline miles. He goes, look, man, he's like, do you got money saved up? I'm like, yeah, I got some cash saved up. He's like, and I'm like, and I got miles. He's like, do you got time? And I'm like, got time he goes look in your life you're either gonna have time and no money or money and no time if you got both go it was almost like he was like grabbing me he, like you know he's like you know he has kids and i'm sure he has a wonderful life and he loves his kids, but he's just like go you know and i was like 
shit, all right. Like, you know, and so I, I just kind of, it pushed it over the top for me to just go. Because I don't know the next time I was going to have that much time. And so when I actually finished that trip, I came back and went right into training for the airline uh, that I was working for. So it was kind of like this this awesome moment in time. And I guess that's what I would say is my advice to anybody. If you're thinking about doing something and you have a moment, you don't even, I don't know what it might be. You don't even need a lot of money. I mean, you could like, if it's some kind of adventure, you could get a cheaper bike or a cheaper this or cut corners there, but just go do it, you know, because you're never going to look back and be like, oh, I wish I didn't, wish I didn't go to Maui or I wish I didn't go hike this or I wish I didn't. It, it doesn't have to be something big. It could be like in your backyard. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. huge into a proponent of it. Go explore your backyard. You know, in San Diego, we have wonderful hikes. I'm sure there's beautiful stuff to see in Houston. I've never really been to Houston, but it's even like go to a museum you haven't been to. Go to a new restaurant. Go to the park. Like, go check out something new. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my takeaway. But it was either time and no money, money or no time, and, and just get after it. No, I love that. You got to live life while you can. Exactly. And before I let you go, I definitely want you to um, promote whatever you want to promote. Let people know where they can follow up. And I believe you still have your video from your, your Bike Across America trip. Is that still up? 100%. Yeah, we can okay, either put yeah. it in the show notes, but you can go to exploreadventurelab.com. And there's a little tab on the top that says press. And you could scroll down. It's my beautiful editing skills, all by yours truly. <laughs> I'm yeah. a very much amateur videographer, but I have a lot of fun doing it. And it was some clips across the United States I put together. It's kind of a longer video. So if you're cooking dinner, maybe put it on. It's about 20 minutes. Um, I have some other little fun things I put on there. I love posting on Instagram. Uh, my handle is stoutabout.com. So it's my last name and then about. And then mm-hmm. I also have exploreadventurelab.com or ex- at exploreadventurelab.com, always yeah, posting yeah. new things. Like I said, next Monday, this will be on there. It's going on the yeah. website. It'll be I'm in there. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah. And my first press. <laughs> so mo- mostly, on, mostly on Instagram and then on exploreadventurelab.com, not really on Facebook as much. So gotcha. those are, that's where you'd find me. Uh, there's always updates, always things going on. And mm-hmm. uh, try to have a lot of fun with just stories. And even if you go, you know, there's those little bubbles on Instagram, like, you know, you can have your stories. So if yeah. you scroll, if you scroll on mine, you can go back. There's one from each state of me biking across the United States. Oh, okay. So, so, so grab a glass of wine and <laughs> sit down <laughs> and it's a lot of content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's That's all dope. on there. And then I actually took those and I put them on my YouTube channel as well. So okay. like I said, what's your, what's your YouTube channel again? Oh, it's just linked with mine. I'd have to look. I'm not super active on YouTube, but I, um, I guess I could give it's it to you. It's definitely a lane you notes. should look into for um, as you do more and more of your trips or upload more of your trips. But um, yeah, I'll definitely link everything in the show notes in the uh, YouTube description. Cool. Um, but yeah, thank you for letting us know. And once again, uh, for the raffle prize, uh, one lucky winner will get 50% off um, a consultation session. And that's gonna. I'm going to have all the information for that in the notes as well. And 20% off, actually, thank you for doing that. That's actually really dope that you're willing to do, you know, two prizes. But basically, for anybody yeah. listening, even if you're not listening, you just somebody sent it, texted you. Uh, if you use the code Paul and Pals on Explore Adventure Lab website, you get 20% off of the um, Weekend Warrior package, which is the cons- consultation call for 30 days. So until May 15th, yeah. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for that. But you know, I'm gonna let you go pretty soon, Andy. Thank you once again for taking the time. Yeah. Sharing your story, um, it's very inspirational. I'm really excited to see you grow. You know, I'm obviously connected with you now, yeah. um, so I'll be checking in in there. And um, yeah, if you got anything else, that's it. But I'm gonna let you go, and I'm gonna wrap it up with the rest of the the audience watching. Likewise, my friends, as they say, in in Hawaii. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo, man. I'll see you, bro. <laughs> all right, man. Later. Bye. All right, man. Thank you all for tuning in to that episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you felt inspired or motivated to start something. Um, if you did, please help to support me and Paul and Piles by sharing this uh, with somebody that you feel needs to hear this message. Or if you want to continue to be motivated, subscribe. Because, you know, motivation is a one-time thing. We constantly need that source to keep us keep us going you know um if you guys are also visual listeners and you guys are listening to that via podcast i do also have youtube videos in 4k for all of my videos so you guys can just go to youtube search paul and pals it's also in the show notes um if you guys are more just kind of podcasting but you're watching this maybe checking this out you guys can actually go to all podcasting platforms look up paul and pals and lastly for my more people that don't have that much time in their day they just like to get things done quickly read I actually do a newsletter of every episode where I kind of summarize who the person is, you know, what they've created. And then I always end with my takeaway, you know, because I always want to give the my guests, you know, time during the episode. So at the bottom of my newsletter, I always kind of wrap what I got from it, you know, what I took away. And a lot of people have told me that they've really enjoyed that. So you guys can also subscribe to that at read.paulandpals.live. If you guys want to support me financially, I actually got some cool merch. If you can't tell if you're watching this. Um, some pal merch. You guys can actually go to merch.paulandpals.live. Uh, get you a t-shirt. Get you a crew neck. A lot of fan favorites is the crew neck. But if you guys are in a more warm place, I definitely also recommend the t-shirt as well. Um, but overall, if you guys can't do anything, I think I just appreciate you for joining me in this. I'm really excited for where this is going, where this is going to be in a couple years and just a couple months. You know, you never know. Um, uh, but let me stop rambling without any further ado. Let's let's get creative.